Hi, welcome to Hospitality Live with Rupesh. Each week, we feature an industry leader that will share the latest trends and the best strategies to help you grow. Now, welcome your host, Rupesh Patel. Hey, hey, hey. Guys, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the episode. Pull up my show notes. Get all ready for this episode. All right, let me pull this off. All right, guys. There we go. We're off and we're ready to go, guys. Welcome to the show. This is episode number 80. I can't believe it's been 80 weeks that we've been doing this. 80 weeks straight through the holidays, through the summer last year and all the craziness. Guess what? A year ago, this time a year ago, we were like getting ready to start the pandemic. Can you believe it's been a year? It's been a long year. Anybody agree it's been a long year? If you do, please hit the comments. And guys, ping in some people into this uh, conversation. Hit the share button. Bring people in because this episode is going to be super important for all of us. If you're a hotel manager, owner, you work for a management company, anything. If you're trying to up your game as far as your career in the uh, in the space, this is an episode uh, you need to uncover, you need to discover, you need to figure this thing out because hotel revenue management is super important. If you want to be a, become a GM, you need to understand these strategies. So this is episode number 80. Guys, welcome. Comment. Let us know where you're watching from. I usually pull up people and uh, share where they're, uh, they're watching from. So we have, all right, Narish from Nepal. I love this. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning from Denver, Maryland, Denver. Yep, a year ago. It's been a long, ATL's in the house. <laughs> long, long year. Uh, guys, comment. Let us know where you're watching from. And uh, we have, all right, we have people from like all over the world. I love this, guys. Welcome, Michael. Uh, comment, let us know where you're watching from. Good morning. North Carolina in the house. Christopher's in the house. Matt, Jersey in the house. Our special guest today is from Jersey. Uh, she's broadcasting live from Jersey. We got Texas in the house. VA, Ecuador. I love this. Um, Kentucky, Florida's in the house. Orlando's always in the house. That's where I'm broadcasting live from. Guys, this is episode number 80. 80 weeks. Guys, today's episode is revenue management strategies with for struggling hotels. Now, these are all our hotels, including mine, right? Uh, featuring Jennifer Hill. She's a VP at, I'm going to say it wrong already. It's Calibri, Calibri Labs. I got it. Calibri Labs. I knew I was going to mess it up, but I got it straight. Calibri Labs. We're going to discover best practices for a hotel revenue management, plus uncover mistakes that most of us make in uh, trying to figure out revenue and then find out how to increase our bookings just through all of these strategies. So if you're super excited, hit the comments, let us know where you're watching from. We have Queensbury in the house, Buffalo in the house, Qatar in the house, Mississippi. Hey guys, welcome. Montana. Love it. Fort Lauderdale is in the house. Hey, Trisha, how are you doing? I love this. The Bahamas are in the house. I can't wait to travel again. I just can't wait to get out of here. And I've and I've taken a few trips, but I can't wait for the for spring break, which in Florida it is crazy right now. There's a lot of people. Bikers are in in town in Daytona, and it's nuts. So I'm excited that our hotels are going to continue growing, and we're going to grow with these strategies that you're going to learn today. Guys, live before the end of the show, we're giving away an Amazon gift card to the most engaging person live on this show. So comment, uh, be a part of the conversation, ask questions, bring people into the into this uh, you know into this room or into this uh, live feed, and by hitting the share button. And by the way, last week we talked about how to read your uh, star report, your weekly star report. So if you haven't catch, if you didn't catch that, go back to Rupesh dot co let me see if i could pull it up show and discover how to actually read your star report your weekly star report it was awesome to have veronica on and guys thank you so much to uh impulsify for sponsoring this episode somebody put this link it's rupesh.co forward slash impulsify in the comments right now impulsify and let me pull it up there you go impulsifies are our, our sponsor for the week, guys. Here it is. All right, Impulsify's data-driven smart technology helps you generate more profits in your hotel retail outlets. That's including your grab-and-go, your uh, gift shop, anything that you're selling. You need to have a smart system behind it, and this is what exactly what Impulsify does. They have kiosks. They have a they have software to help you drive better profits for your hotel. So consider this, and I'm gonna pull this up to see if you can get the uh, free guide that we have out there. Here it is, this is the free guide. If you wanna go and get the 
best sellers, like if you're just guessing what to sell in your gift shop, you're making a huge mistake. Um, and there are smart ways of uncovering how to actually sell products and what the best selling products are. And we have the 2021 get guide for the best sellers in your hotel grab and go gift shop at this link right here. It's rupesh.co forward slash Impulsify. Thank you so much to Impulsify for sponsoring this week's episode. All right. So every week I talk about mindset. I talk about uh, just habits that I go through. And this week it is keep learning. Now, that is sometimes hard when you're so busy. You're caught up with everything going on. But guess what? Every single day for me, I learn one thing. And I tell my kids the same thing. I said, you know what? I'm dropping you off at school. Don't learn 50 things. You're not going to remember them all. Learn at least one thing. And so I would like to know from you guys, how do you guys learn? And I'm going to share some of the newest ways I've been picking up things. Of course, I listen to podcasts. I listen to shows like mine. Uh, there's so many amazing hospitality podcasters in this space. Um, Anthony and Glenn have their own show and a bunch of other people that are doing amazing things and focused on different things like revenue, marketing, and all these things. But the newest thing is Clubhouse. If you're not on Clubhouse, it's the Imagine this, it's like a podcast that you can go and ask a question live. And that's kind of how I share uh, what Clubhouse is about. Because people are like, I hear this in the news and uh, Clubhouse is gonna is actually the biggest growing platform on social media right now. Uh, Sierra invited me like two months ago and I was like, "What is this?" I'm, it's like, remember when your your friends invited you to Facebook for the first time? You're like, "I'm not, in, I'm not signing up. I have Friendster. I have, a, I have MySpace. I'm not going to join this thing." And all of a sudden, you join. You're like, "Oh my god! I found friends from like high school and family that I've never connected with." This is this is what it is. Clubhouse is the new social media platform where you get to learn. And this is my mindset this week. Keep learning. There's so many amazing people on Clubhouse that you would probably have to pay thousands of dollars to, to connect with, to talk to and learn from. They're giving it away all for free. If you want a free invite to Clubhouse, please send me a direct message. And if you're on Clubhouse, put your uh, your your uh, profile link your, your, I guess your handle in the comments right here. I'll follow you. And by the way, we, uh, Kevin Reardon and, uh, Reardon and I have a club. It is the hotel uh, community club. Please join the club. We're sharing everything, insights from all of these different things, a part of our industry, hotel owners, general managers, everybody's welcome. If you're in hospitality, you're welcome to join our club and learn, discover, and share your insights. And this is what my mindset this week is, is keep learning. And one way you can do that is through Clubhouse. Guys, comment, let me know what your, uh, if you want to invite, I'll send it to you. And by the way, it's only for Apple. I'm sorry for those Android users. It's only for Apple right now until they actually announce it and it goes public to to the general, I guess, to the, to the general audience. But um, send me a DM. I'm, I'm happy to um, invite you. All right, now we have the Hospitality Minute with Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Dandishi from Ask the Concierge. Every week, I'll be sharing the latest hospitality and travel news and updates in a segment we like to call Hospitality Minutes. Sarah. Hey, what's up? Oh my yeah, gosh. By the way, I loved your mindset today. Always be learning. I'm such a fan of that. And um, that's, I think it's something that everybody should really remind themselves of. So yeah. what do you do to keep learning? You know, what's interesting. I always like to try and figure out ways to like share that information. So I build it into my content that I create. So for example, every time I'm putting together the hospitality minute or when I do my, you know, my videos as well, I'm continuously learning. And, but I also do a lot of podcasts as well too. So it's all about mindset and just continuing to just educate yourself. Absolutely. Let's, what's happening in hospitality right now? Tell all us. Right. Perfect. All right. Let's go ahead and dive right in. So a couple of good things that are that are going on. Uh, big news here on the West Coast. So I can say this. Uh, Disneyland is planning on reopening in late April as 10,000 furloughed employees go back to work. Now, just recently, the Disney CEO announced that um, both Disneyland as well as Disney California Adventure will reopen in late April. Uh, for those who have been following or those that are based here in Southern California, like I am, uh, things have been pretty closed down. And it just um, this past week, our governor had announced that the, uh, the state, or at least that part of the state, will be going to the red tier 
all these all these colors, numbers, all of that stuff. Um, but basically, that means that they will be uh, reopening. But I think really the biggest thing is, is that that is a really big number of people that will be going back to work, um, which is just really great for the economy altogether. Um, Sarah, Sarah, I'm trying to share the video of your presentation and my my thing is frozen. So just keep talking. Okay, cool. That's fine. I'll keep talking. No problem. Um, so I was about to say, I was like, wow, Rupesh, you must be a really big Disney fan. You're like, I got to share the, share the stage with you. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So, um, so again, that's definitely big news here for the West Coast. Uh, and it's certainly, it's a, it's a big company. So it'll be really interesting to see, again, how that, um, you know, impacts the, the rest of the country. Moving on, this has been interesting. So I don't know how many of you have been following along the CDC gui guidelines. So recently the CDC came out and said that they are not encouraging vaccinated people to travel. They're basically saying vaccinated people should still avoid travel. They're being cautious. And the airline industry is like, oh, no, no. <laughs> We're not. We want people to continue. We want people to travel and to feel more comfortable. So it's an interesting time that you have both the CDC that's just saying, "Hey, be cautious." As people, you know, tiptoe back just because you have a vaccine doesn't mean it's a free pass. And then you have the airline industry that's like, "Hey, like." we need people to feel comfortable and we need people to travel. And obviously we know that as hoteliers, our industry is so much tied in with the airline industry. And I know that everybody is eager for people to travel when they feel uh, safe to do so. Uh, and then my last topic for today, I thought this was really interesting. Um, oh, there we go. There you go. My, every, the, the slide's working. All right, cool. Um, Kayak. So we all know Kayak, which is, you know, the company that basically helps you aggregate search results for, um, you know, for hotels, airlines, etc. They have announced that they are launching their first ever hotel. And the CEO is saying that there's more to come. Now, this is interesting because obviously their business has been all online. And now they're basically diving right into the brick and mortar business of hospitality. So uh, Kayak will launch their first ever hotel in Miami in April. So that's right around the corner. They've got a historic Art Deco property right there. Um, their goal is to really keep it very tech forward and have this whole authentic experience. Now what's interesting, and I think for all of us as hoteliers um, to maybe take from this is obviously, I mean, it's Kayak, they're, they're told, they're, it's a website, but what they've found is that they've seen that consumer interest in boutiques, ho boutique hotels um, is extremely high. Um, they're saying arguably over larger chains. So it's just going to show that they're seeing enough of a demand that they want to kind of get in on it. Um, and they're also really focusing on leisure, the business leisure aspect. So interesting things. They plan to have multiple locations open by the end of 2021. So they are in it to win it, guys. Wow. So that's it for uh, today's Hospitality Minute. Hopefully you learned something new. And um, as always, thanks for having me on. Sarah, it's always a pleasure having you on. Um, sorry about the, the my, my screen is frozen on this side, but hey, this I'll is what happens. Listen, in hospitality, you just have to keep going, right? And that's- You keep going, exactly. You keep going and it's a team effort. That's yeah. what we do. <laughs> and, and before you leave, I know you have a book coming out, which yes. uh, you've been working feverishly <laughs> to get, oh get it out. And I know we talk about it every week, but share what's- what, what Okay, so um, I'm just confirming, I will probably confirm by early next week that these are the solid, solid dates. But right now we are looking that there will be uh, a pre-sale on April 1st. No, not a joke. April Fool's uh, of uh, the Kindle version as well. <laughs> I know, right? My, my friend told me only you would have a book come out on April 1st. And I'm like, well, what can I say? Um, and uh, April 8th would be the pre-sale for the paperback and then actual copies being sent out to everybody. So the real, real release would be May 6th. Oh my gosh, guys, that is around the corner, tail end of it, such a learning experience. Um, and I really can't wait to share everything because it's not only my experiences, but I've been able to collect stories and advice from industry professionals around the world. So um, I think it's, it's, people can take a lot away from it. So absolutely. And Sarah and I uh, have announced that we are launching our third yes. and let me pull it up real quick. Our third boot camp, again, which last time it sold out within like days and people were like, I want to get in on this. So 
instead of having it three days like we did in the past, we are doing our social media bootcamp, how to supercharge your profile and post on LinkedIn and Instagram. I do the Instagram or I actually do the LinkedIn stuff. Sarah does the Instagram stuff and we combine our passions for what we do every single day here on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. uh, and and on Instagram because uh, we're both on both platforms and yeah. we're going to teach you. So if you're interested in joining our bootcamp, please hit up. It's rupesh.co forward slash bootcamp and uh, join the conversation. It's going to be amazing to see and you get to connect with a bunch of different people that are in the mm-hmm. industry. Um, that, and this is a live, live bootcamp where Sarah and I spend some time with you answering your questions and uncovering and figuring out your profile because a lot of us in in the space post these things but it doesn't get any likes it doesn't yeah. get shares it doesn't get the the virality which you would want it to come learn from us and have what we've done so all those tips and tricks to just like do things just a little bit different to really be able to amplify your content and your message. And by the way, one of the things I'm actually really excited about this that we're doing differently is we're doing this in a kind of like a one a one day intensive. So uh, if you have, have been strapped for time or if before you weren't able to join us because it was in the middle of the week, we're doing this one differently. It'll be on a Saturday, a one day intensive. Um, so definitely take advantage. We're all so we've planned it out in advance so um, you can make your plans accordingly. Join us Saturday, April 10th. It'll be good. I can't wait. Hey, I can't. Well, Sarah, I know you have 20 interviews today on multiple channels across the United States. Uh, we're going to be on different television stations, which I'm super excited about. I can't wait to see. Um, guys, if you love Sarah and you want her to continue doing this hospitality life because she says, I'm done with you, Rupesh. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, no. Come back next week. Say yes in the comments right now because we want her to continue making sure that we are top of mind for Sarah because I know she. you're going to start getting the all like 100,000 interviews here after your- Oh, goodness. No, oh, you can really love this community. Sarah, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on and we'll see you next week. All right. See you next week, guys. Bye. (laughs) All right, guys. I love Sarah. Please follow her at, let me, oh, I forgot to pull up her profile. It's at a Ask a Concierge anywhere. YouTube, Instagram. She has, I think, 127,000 followers on Instagram. Guys, follow her everywhere. Love her. All right. So now our feature presentation, our superstar for for the, not for the day. I mean, she's, she's a superstar, like always, and she's going to teach us how to do revenue management the proper way. If you're a hotel that's struggling right now, you're gonna learn strategies and let's bring her on. Jennifer Hill from Calibri Labs. Did I get it right? You sure did. (laughs) Calibri Labs. Jennifer is the VP of Client Solution at Calibri Labs and an award-winning hospitality. And she's your award-winning hospitality uh, revenue strategist. I love that. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. You're also- Somebody said, yeah, here's here's an award for you. (laughs) Boom. Uh, you're also a member of the HSMAI Revenue Optimization Advisory Board. Prior to joining Calibri Labs in 2018, Jennifer held various regional revenue roles in third-party management companies like Interstate Hotels and Highgate Hotels. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I followed for a long time and I'm happy to be on with you today. You Listen, what what is important about revenue management right now? Because I think a lot of people are under making a mistake and we'll talk about those mistakes, but let's figure out what hotels are struggling with and why they can, or how they can improve. What does revenue management mean right now as we grow our hotels? I think one of the biggest mistakes that might be being made is that people are not thinking about revenue management. Revenue management often has to do with supply and demand. And right now there's not a ton of demand in a lot of places. And so they're like, not a lot to manage, nothing to pay attention to or focus on. I think we experienced a quick downturn in the number of revenue management professionals that were working uh, due to the impact of the pandemic. And <clears throat> hindsight's always 2020, but that definitely is a mistake that can be made um, because it will return. And it is important and imperative, I think, to have someone focused on pricing strategies and uh, booking pace. Booking windows are shortened more than ever before. They were shortening drastically before the pandemic and during the pandemic, they've 
really drawn into that zero to three day range. And you just have to have someone who can focus almost solely on that so that you can focus on the operation of the hotel. Right. And I think there in the past or in the past year now, it's been a year almost that we're coming up to the start of the pandemic here in the United States. And I think people, as they got furloughed, they GMs were or owners were running the show and they forgot about the revenue because we're like, oh, we're we're dead. We're nothing's happening for the next couple of months. We're not going to even think about looking at rates or figure out what channels we need to continue being on. And they just like, I'm going to stop everything. Um, did you see that, too? I definitely saw that. And I, you know, saw strange things happening with um, photo management and uh, amenities being listed or not updated due to local restrictions in the jurisdiction where the hotels were located. And that's all an aspect of a, pr a strong commercial strategy or revenue strategy that I think people forget about, that there is a lot more being managed than just rates and inventory. And that's one of the key things that you have to focus on is what is my public image? And we always have to remember too that this is all cumulative, right? We run on algorithms now and so things build up over time and if they're ignored for a year or even part of a year, you're going to have some detrimental effect. Yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of hotels just forgot about it and they're like, you know, we're gonna come back to when things are picking up. Well, things are picking up now. I see for many cities and regions that they're busy. And so these opportunities that we're in the strategies that we're going to talk about today, they can take those and make their summer amazing, make their summer uh, impactful just by a few dollars. And that's what revenue strategy or revenue management means. In your, in your words or opinion, what is revenue management uh, as a meaning? Because there's a lot of GMs that are watching and there's some, and I actually did a survey uh, last week at a poll, 579 people uh, surveyed and there was four or five percent of the hotels or people that got surveyed, they don't have a revenue management meeting. They don't do revenue management. And so maybe for these people, what does revenue management mean? I think we all know that sort of old Reader's Digest version of revenue management is selling the right room at the right price to the right person at the right time. <clears throat> what is the right time? Who is the right person? What is the right price? Those are all questions that you have to be able to answer and without an appropriate revenue management strategy or even discussion happening on a regular basis, you're not going to know how to answer what's right, what's wrong, what's somewhere in the middle. Can we deal with half right for now because we're struggling? And you know, there are going to be other periods of struggle for hotels. I think when we were preparing for this, I shared with you that I've had what I consider the good fortune to work for hotels that were maybe uh, due for renovation or you know, kind of off the beaten path and we needed to get really creative about how we can generate demand and interest in our hotel and keep rates high and our employees working and you know that's a different definition of struggle than what most hotels and most markets are, are dealing with right now so that's the number one thing is that you have to keep it forefront you know you should think of revenue strategy as your business strategy the revenue management conversations that are happening in your hotels should be the ones that are driving the overall business for the hotel. Right. And and people said in the in the poll that they never do uh, revenue management meetings. And how often should <laughs> hotels have a revenue management meeting? And I would love to learn from the folks that are watching, how often do you do revenue management meetings and what day of the week do you have that? Uh, do you have that meeting? Uh, I think that's super important too. Uh, but let's let's see in the comments uh, when you guys have your revenue management meeting, or how often do you have? Hit the comments and let us know. And then um, Jennifer, when should we be having, or how often should we be having a revenue management meeting? I think the the minimum is once a week. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn out, super intense meeting if that's not what is going to work for your team right now. Right? We have. At select service hotels, directors of sales, and other key leaders who are helping out at the front desk or in housekeeping, and that still is ongoing. So I definitely want to be mindful and respectful of the fact that you may not have the time you once had, but definitely at least once a week. I've worked in hotels that were successful with twice a week revenue meetings, and I think that you know monthly is generally too far apart. My best suggestion for revenue meetings is to hold them. Uh, once a week, but keep a theme. So the first week of the month, you can focus on what went right the prior month and the things that you want to continue on with or what you might want to change. 
Then the second and third weeks can have variable themes. It can be group sales. If you're a group house, it can be uh, changing the rate strategy for the upcoming season. Say if you're in a market like South Florida and you have season coming up. Uh, and then the last week of the month, you want to get prepared for the next month, right? So, you know, kind of two retrospective meetings as well as others that are defining what's going right and well now. And I would also suggest having a, a basic 10, 15 minute sort of revenue review or conversation every single day in the morning, just so that you can make changes in the day for the day if they're needed, especially with these really shortened booking windows that we're experiencing. Right. Most people said they have them once a week or twice a week. I love that. Um, some people say daily, which Good to you know, hear. you're the revenue manager. You should be looking at this multiple times a day. You should be getting alerts when you hit, hit certain numbers or thresholds. And uh, yeah, but if you're the general manager or if you're a, um, a supervisor or the front office manager, you look at it in the morning, you look at it at night, you look at it multiple times a day based on your occupancy. But what day of the week is most effective for hotels? The average hotel. I think I think I didn't have a chance to see the comments as they were popping up, but my guess is the majority of them are are on Thursdays. For the entirety of my career, Thursday at two was either staff meeting or revenue meeting because that is when we had our uh, star report for the week. Obviously, um, reliably Wednesday morning, but uh, coming out sooner and sooner, as I understand it. So you know those are always really important elements, but then you have part of the week under your belt so that you know what kind of changes you may need to make going into the weekend and then what's happening in the upcoming week. So Thursday, Friday tend to be the, the highest meeting days, I think, in terms of volume. And that is certainly true in my experience as well. And one of the things I'll comment on too from a front office manager, supervisor, GM standpoint is a lot of times I think in my experience, those roles or folks in those roles are one sometimes maybe to skip the revenue meeting because it's you know kind of overwhelming or they trust the people in those roles. But think of your daily standup, your 7 a.m., your 3 p.m., your end of day standup with your team as a revenue meeting. You're talking about occupancy, you're talking about ADR, uh, you're talking about who's coming in and what's happening. And those are all really critical elements of not only your business, your operating model, but your revenue strategy as a whole. So if you change the way you're thinking about those types of meetings, you might have a more um, thoughtful relationship specifically with revenue management. Right. And we're talking uh, about the revenue management strategies for struggling hotels, which is most of our hotels in the, in the, in the, in the world right now. And, uh, you know, a lot of hotels are struggling, but they're also making mistakes. What are some mistakes that hotels are making right now that we can look at and focus on and then uh, come up with our top 10 strategies to help these struggling hotels? Yeah, I think from a mistake standpoint, one of the things that we couldn't have known would be a mistake heading into the pandemic or trying to manage our way through it is trying to compare it to last downturns whether that's the Great Recession of 2008, 2009, or 9-11, we didn't understand early on that this was going to be significantly different. It has changed the way people travel. It has changed the way people do business and how companies think about things like duty of care when they're sending their employees out on the road for corporate or group travel. And we didn't anticipate that and we couldn't have, so it's not a mistake in how we first started treating it. But I think a good six, eight, nine months into the pandemic, we were still trying to understand how this fit in the molds that we've built ourselves before. And as an industry, I think it's really important sort of to break out of those molds and know that we are on a completely uncharted, uncharted course. Um, and it's a mistake to try to tie it back to other situations because we're gonna come out of this on the other side with differences in our business than that that we've never seen and we couldn't have anticipated. So I think that's mistake number one and we're all guilty of it. I don't think there's any one person who did a good job of avoiding that. I think the second mistake um, can be forgetting about revenue management. We've talked a little bit about this, right? You know, kind of left it by the wayside. Sales and revenue are often the first positions in times of struggle that get lost or cut and it's understandable because they're you know highly valued associates so it's significant cost savings and we're at the end of the day a business but keeping key strong leaders in those positions are going to help you come out of any sort of struggle um, on the other side with a path forward to success so 
don't forget that these revenue and sales leaders hold the key to future success. It might be hard in the moment, but in the future, it's going to pay off. And then lastly, I think the, you know, the big mistake that we're all continuing to make maybe is seeing some green shoots of recovery and counting on that to continue and be consistent. And I think we're reaching a point where the number of cases is, you know, fewer each day than the number of vaccinations being administered. And those are good signs. Sarah talked about some of the uh, updates from the CDC kind of giving us a little bit more guidance about what we can do once we're fully vaccinated, even though they're not recommending travel, I think we'll start to see people get back out on the road. So we're going to build back some sustained recovery. But thinking that it's going to be exactly the same week over week or month over month and starting to project more than 90 days out might still be a little risky. Right. I think people are looking at like 24 hours, 48 hours this week. I and mean, that's the booking. Like that thing's shortened down to like, like this. And you're like, six hours, right? Like, like, what's happening what's later today? Yeah. And, and, and segments are a huge part of it. Let's get in. And by the way, guys, the most engaging person on this episode live before the end of the show is winning the Amazon $50 gift card that I'm going to send you today as soon as we uh, finish the show uh, to the most engaging person. So ask questions, bring some people in, hit the like button, all of these things to be part of this conversation. This part, this conversation is to help all of us grow. And we're talking about the top 10 revenue management strategies. Let's go. What's number 10? We're going to count them down. So don't ignore it. We've already oh. talked a lot about this. Right. We don't want to just set it and forget it, not think about it as a key strategy. Supply and demand go back to the basics, but revenue management is a key position and role that needs to be filled on a consistent basis. Okay. All right. Number nine is stay flexible. Mm -hmm. So this goes back to one of the revenue management rules you posted yesterday, right? Room rates, don't set it and forget it. Um, I think flexibility and adaptability is really key, particularly with pricing strategies right now have a couple that you can just pull out and say, this is what's happening right now. This is what we're seeing. This is how we're gonna tackle it. And you might have to change that midday, midweek, mid-month, but you should have a couple that you can pull sort of out of the stable, put on the race course, see where they go. Right, be very flexible, right? Very flexible, for sure. Okay, and helping you stay flexible would be number eight, which is priorities. What are they, right? Everybody has different priorities right now. Hotels are for-profit businesses. They have debt service. They have, you know, anywhere between 10 and 100 employees on average that you probably want to try to keep employed. It is a meaningful thing to sit down and really understand right now in March, at the end of Q1, what are your priorities? Do you really need to focus on cash flow? Do you need to focus on debt service? Do you need to focus on getting your employees hours? And then make those be the way you set your business strategy or your pricing strategy. You might need to sacrifice rate if you're trying to keep housekeeper, housekeepers working, right? You want to keep occupancy up. And then if you need to focus on cash flow, that might change the strategy that you choose. But you have to understand and communicate what those priorities are. And they may change from week to week and month to month. Okay. And so how to really quickly, people that don't know what their priorities are, like how do they uncover them real quick? Think about the thing that you have to do tomorrow as an owner, as a general manager, what is in your mind, the thing that is no fail. You cannot fail meeting payroll. You can't fail paying the utility bill. You can't feel like you sent another person home laid off or furloughed. Just the thing that is top of mind and non-negotiable. That's how I would approach it, particularly if you're really in a market or hotel that is struggling right now, just think of that first thing and then try to do that each week or even maybe every day and see how it stacks up. Sure, all right, let's go to number seven. Number seven is performance tracking. This ties back again uh, to something that you shared yesterday, right? So it's important, you have to track and review your performance nightly, weekly, daily, monthly. I think right now, when you have maybe a little bit more time than you are expecting, really great time to ensure the accuracy of those reports, that the coding is right, that it makes sense for what you want to see and be reporting on. Right. And tracking, how do you track? Like if you had to tell the audience right now, which are some things that you should be tracking? What are they specifically? Basics. Go back to the basics right now. Think about occupancy, ADR, RevPark for your hotel. How are you doing day over day, week over week? 
use the tools and reports that are provided to you through the PMS. You already have access to these. There might be something that you don't use on a regular basis. Move beyond your daily flash report. Just do a little digging, you know, go into your report generator and do a couple of quick searches, you know, analytics or uh, daily stats, something that might bring up reports that you may not be familiar with and you can learn a little bit more about now. Right. And the question to the audience watching is how far do you book or track bookings? Is it 30 days out? Is it seven days out? Is it a year out? Or, you know, those those special events that you had last year, the years past, maybe they were all canceled you know, last year, but they got moved forward to this year and then beyond. Are you tracking a year out, uh, maybe even a year and a half out? I mean, they can't book for your, with your hotel, but you have these events that you need to be ready for. So um, I would love to learn how far do you go out? Is it more than 90 days, which the average hotel, I feel like they look at 90 days and, and that's their scope of kind right. of their forecast. Uh, but I would love to learn what, what the audience is. And they're saying, all right, so some people are saying 365, I like that. What else? A year out? They're saying special events for a year out. Yeah, definitely. I think it. I think it makes sense when or and when you talk to hotels. How far do you tell them to go track? Um, we do it incrementally, right? Ninety days definitely is sort of the sweet spot, especially right now. Definitely a year out, and then if you are able, a year and a half, two years out especially in markets where there are special events, you know, you typically know where the Super Bowl is coming a year or two in advance. So LA, right, get ready for January. You've been thinking about it for a long time. Yeah. Every four years in DC, there's something called inauguration, right? We talk about that for the two years leading up to it. And then we critique it for the two years after that. So those are the types of events that you're always going to have top of mind. But I definitely think a minimum of a year, you should be thinking, when March ends, what's going to happen next March? And that's from a special event standpoint or your own booking pace. All right, guys, we're talking about hotel revenue strategies with Jennifer Hill with Calib Calibri Labs. Did I say that right? Calibri. Calibri, like Calibri. Screw it up, but Calibri Labs, like, like you're calibrating your revenue. Let's continue. What's the next one? Number six. Number six, know your reports. We've covered this one a little bit already, just talking about things that we should be looking at. Right, so your star report super helpful. Any benchmarking that you can do, uh, we really talk a lot about and focus on profitability, making sure that we understand how much we're keeping of what the guest has paid. You know, those are maybe a little bit higher level things to be thinking about once you get into a period of sustained recovery. But also, again, rely on the data and reporting that's available to you in your property management system or in your central reservation system. There might be things there that you're not aware of or that are untapped. Right. And I'll jump right into number five, which is where's my crystal ball, right? Everybody wants to know what's going to happen in the future. We started talking a little bit about future pace, what's on the books. Definitely track that for the next 365 days. But what's really important is also to understand how that's changing, again, day over day or week over week. When we talked about pace this time last year, we talked about year over year. What did April look like in March? in 2020 versus March for April in 2019. That doesn't matter anymore, right? It's all blown up because we have no good benchmark year. We can consider 2019 a benchmark year, but we don't know when we're getting back there across the board. So you have to determine, do you want to have more on the books for April on Friday the 12th versus today the 10th? Or do you want to have more on the books for April when it gets to be the 25th of the month, right? So those are things that you have to determine what works for you. So when you're polishing off the crystal ball, make it yours. Look for the things that make sense for your hotel. Okay, good. And what's the next one? Number four. Number four, understand guest segmentation. This is a key one. You don't have to be super specific, but it is important to understand those guests who are checking in right now. You probably have a little bit more time to talk to them than you used to. Find out, do they drive in? Do they fly in? Do they rent a car? Where are they coming from? Why are they traveling? Are they just trying to get away from their house? Are they visiting family now they're vaccinated? Understand those types of guest segmentation, and then you can understand a little bit more about the types of rates they might be booking or about how far in advance they could be booking. Right. And we're talking revenue management strategies uh, with Jennifer um, Hill, and we're the segmentation I think is super important when you can discover where your business is coming from and then how do you get more of that? So how can hotels double down on some of those opportunities uh, when you're trying to break out your revenue? 
This goes back to talking to your guests and reporting, understanding the types of rates that are being booked. You wanna keep those fresh and at the forefront, especially on things where you may have a little bit more control, whether that's your brand.com website, or if you're an independent hotel, making sure those rates are front and center, easy to book, no complicated booking rules, test book your own hotel, make sure that it is as easy on your own website to book as it is anywhere else on the internet. Uh, give your hotel a test call, right? These are, again, all back to basics, things that we haven't had to do for a number of years leading up to the pandemic because business was good. But we now need to understand how our hotels are being sold. What are the barriers? Can people answer questions about your duty of care, how the hotel is being cleaned? What are the cleaning protocols? What are the local jurisdictional restrictions? Those are all things that we've never had to think about before, but we should really train up on and make sure we can answer very effectively. That will lead me to number three, which is keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I noticed yesterday somebody commented, do a competitive analysis, right? There's never been a better time to know your competitors better than they know themselves. Know all of those things about the hotels. I think it's a really good learning experience to not only do your standard call around occupancy and rate, um, you know, back to the olden days of that, but know what they're doing. How are they managing breakfast when people can't eat off a buffet? How are they answering those types of questions about duty of care and cleanliness protocols? That is going to be super critical as we ramp back up into the sustained recovery because people are going to be thinking about that. Everyone from the CDC to their mom, to their husband, to their wife is keeping that top of mind for them. Uh, when they travel. So those are the things that should be super clear and you should understand, you know, is that changing the way your competitors sell themselves. Right. And then with your competitors in mind, what are some reports that you like to share with your hotel partners to say, listen, you need to look at these reports. You need to look at this data to uncover what your competition is doing because rates change every single day, sometimes four or five times a day based on what's happening right now as far as hotels just being super busy and they're trying to incrementally build that uh, that rev par. Right, with teams smaller and leaner than ever, definitely rely on the resources or investigate some some new tools. You know, have a really good rate shopping tool. Um, you know, when I was in my regional roles, we were big fans of OT Insight, but there are a lot of other options out there and it's not an ad, uh, just naming one I personally use. Um, benchmarking tools are super, really, really helpful right now, right? Not just your star report, how did you do in the past, which is great to know, but for instance, we uh, offer something called an optimal business mix that's gonna identify competitors for you by rate segment. So those are tools mm -hmm. and things that you can be thinking of, who do I compete with on the weekends? Who do I compete with midweek? They're potentially two different groups of hotels and you might need to strategize your business strategy around those two types of business a little bit differently based on who you're competing with. So I think there, you know, right now are a lot of new entries to this space, um, but definitely, you know, keep Gallery Labs top of mind. Of course, I'll say that, but I also am a, a big, uh, was a big consumer of our products before working here because it's really sort of turns the idea of competition on its head. Um, you know, it's not just the five or six hotels that we say look like us and, and have a similar business mix. It's expanding your competitive view to include the entire marketplace for business that looks like yours. And then what is the best you can do? And that's a definitely a different uh, way of thinking and a shift in our thinking for revenue management in our industry. Awesome. All right. So now we're down to the top two. Top two. Here we Invest go. Invest your time. Learn, 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 right? Great tie-in to sort of your mindset for the week. Um, now is a good time to invest. Again, use the brand resources that are available to you. Most of the brand intranets are going to have access to classes that you can take or courses online. There's a lot of really great content on LinkedIn. Um, I've been learning that way. And I've been learning a lot on Clubhouse too. So I'll put another plug in. Uh, for Clubhouse, I also have some invites to share. So if you want to DM me, please feel free. I know they're hard to come by. But I think really investing your time so that, again, as you're coming out of this, you'll be um, smarter than ever and more nimble and adaptable. Right. All right. That's and awesome. then I'm going to sort of just wrap it up here quickly and say, don't forget we're a business of humans serving humans. You can learn and understand all of the quantitative 
analysis, statistics. You can bring in the smartest number of crunchers you want to set prices. You can buy the best in class tools. But at the end of the day, we are building an experience for people who want to have that experience. And yes, profitability is top of mind. It's key. We're for profit in this industry. But knowing that your guests are there to make a memory or will build a memory, whether they're traveling for good or bad reasons, um, is important to keep a top of mind, right? And it's also important to remember that the more rooms we have to sell, the more housekeepers are working cleaning them, the more we can get back to normal business and have our restaurants open, have catering events, the more we get our food and beverage team back and working. So it's really just kind of this big life cycle of how we live and experience travel as humans. And that also ties into something that's really important in terms of like guest scores, right? Um, you know, those are, are things that are important to guests too. think about what you think about when you're traveling. And if your guest scores don't reflect that number one priority should be trying to change that because that's how then you're going to be able to build a base of loyal and return customers or people who are just going to be motivated to leave you a positive review because they had such a great experience. Even if they've had to come for a sad reason to spend time with family while they're ill or spend time with family during a funeral service, or if it's the happiest of reasons, they're on vacation or they're getting married. So that's like my number one business rule in life is don't forget it's a human business. Yeah, and I love that we can make continue making these connections through the the social media platforms and online and there's so many different marketing channels that you can do this and then when they get to your property you can make solid connections with them by interacting engaging and and you know even using technology to do some of those things which is what's happening right now and so yes i love that you say that's your number one thing when you're talking about revenue management and it has nothing to do with like the real hard numbers it's something that People remember, and so consider this, the last time you stayed at a hotel, was it someone that made you feel really special that you thought about going back to them? For me, it is, and that's why- Absolutely. That's what our hotel guests are gonna do in the future, and weddings are coming back, events are coming back, and you know, if you keep people on top of mind and create this great ex guest experience, they're gonna remember you, they're gonna come back to your hotel, and it's gonna raise your revenues, which we're talking about. Thank you so much for these 10 great strategies and thank you for helping us uncover some of the mistakes that I might even been, been making with, uh, with our strategies, but I love this. Where can people find you, Jennifer? And tell us about Calibri Labs. Calibri. Calibri. Okay. No, you know, as long as people are trying to say it, that's what matters, right? Um, so you can find me, uh, Jennifer at calibrilabs.com. I'm also pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. Um, and then on Twitter, Instagram, I'm RevparGen. Um, we offer a free industry health uh, dashboard um, that is up on the screen right now. You can go to that link, sign up for updates. Every Tuesday, we put out free data. Uh, community service. We want to make sure that you have all of the information we have about market performance, rate category performance. There's a great highlight of airline data there for major markets in the U.S. as well as hotel closures. So that's a great way to uh, invest your time and learn a little bit more about how the industry is doing. Well, I'm so happy that we got to get, have you come on and share these tips with us. And I'm sure there's a part two coming here soon. I already see it. I know, I know people are asking a bunch of questions that we haven't even gotten to. So uh, Jennifer, you can please go back and maybe help some of these uh, guys that are listening and watching answer the questions they have. But I think we bring you on for a part two, maybe later in a couple of weeks or a month or so, and, and yeah. talk about some of the other strategies that you guys do at, within uh, your business. So can you please share what your, what your company does? Absolutely. So we provide really um, powerful, accessible, granular data insights to help hotels um, gain profitability and keep more of what the guest is paying. So we have a couple of different product lines that do that. Uh, static flat file reports, but also a really great commercial strategy platform that is accessible from any device with a Wi-Fi connection um, to understand how your hotel is performing in key metrics versus their competitors. This has been amazing. It's been an amazing chat. I know a lot of people learn a bunch. I made a list of, of an entire page full of your top, <laughs> your top 10 and, and some of the mistakes that we need to look at and focus on. Um, Jennifer, thank you so much. And hey, before you leave, we actually need to pick a winner. Guys, if you love this episode, hit the like button. And this week's episode uh, winner of the 
$50 gift card that I'm going to send you today is somebody, somebody hit the, uh, um, drum roll, please sound effect guy. <laughs> I actually do. Um, all right. It is Alicia Speranza. Alicia, thank you so much for your great comments. I've been reading them. I'm trying to run the show too and ask Jennifer and understand and write some of these, uh, these tips down too. You've been awesome. You've been amazing. Thank you so much for, um, for winning guys. Please, uh, congratulate her. Jennifer, it was a pleasure. Talk to you. Thank soon. you. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. Chat soon. Bye. Bye guys. All right, guys, this was episode number 80. It was revenue management strategies for struggling hotels. You guys understood. You saw 10 different things that your hotel could have done or can still do. It's never too late, which I love um, as we all continue growing, as we all continue moving forward. This is a huge topic. If you don't know revenue management, you are not going to get a job if you're looking for one right now. So like Jennifer said, and like I said earlier, learn this, learn how to do all of these things. There's so many great resources. You can reach out to Jennifer. She'll share some tips with you on how to do it. Reach out to me. I'll share some tips on how to understand and maybe find some resources for you to continue learning. This is what we love to do. This is what I love to do every week on this show. Wednesdays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, we do this live every week. And thank you so much to everybody that's on. Congratulations, Alicia. Uh, please uh, send me a direct message. Guys, if you love this episode, please uh, hit the comments and let us know. And by the way, share this episode with your friends, with your colleagues, with somebody else in the industry that can learn. These 10 tips can help somebody, one of your friends, maybe a GM that you're connected to, get across that threshold of becoming a profitable or at least a, a you know a better position pro tell right now right and that's what we all need guys thank you so much for this opportunity next week we have sloan dean the ceo of remington hotels and we're going to talk about what's going on with his group of hotels and what they're doing right now to gain business and how they're going to come back with a amazing story and strategy Please stay tuned. It's next Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Now, after this live, we're going live on Clubhouse for 10, 15 minutes talking to uh, Jennifer and get her insights behind the scenes. Guys, if you if you want to join us, it's Clubhouse uh, and uh, click on my profile. It's, it's simple. It's just at Rupesh on Clubhouse and you'll find me and you'll see my room that we're running live right now. Guys, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Oh, by the way, don't forget rupesh.co forward slash show to go back and see all the past episodes and um, uncover and get some strategies, right? I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, see ya.